Hi, welcome to the Ask Pastor Dennis podcast. This is episode 11, and this week we have a question um, that asks, is there a proper way to pray to God? As I've been reading the Bible, I came across the passage where the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. This made me think that there must be a certain way to pray. I'm afraid that I may not be praying right before God because I tend to just do whatever I want. Thank you for your help in advance, Pastor Dennis. So here's Pastor Dennis with his response. Okay, great question. Um, first, before I get into the, the biblical principles, um, I want to say that prayer is really so important. It is the source of all of our spiritual power, our vision, our intimacy, our relationship. So this is something that you cannot skip. You cannot become a mature believer. You cannot... Um, you can't have God operating your life without a robust prayer life. So I want to encourage you, if you um, have a vision to grow, have, a, have a, a priority of prayer. Don't miss prayer meetings. Prioritize prayer meetings. It's so important. Like, if look, most people, they prioritize Sunday. But I, I tell you, prioritize prayer meetings, okay? Because those, those are the places where you, you are interacting with God right? And you're learning to do that. You're training yourself how to do that, right? And prioritize the sake, the, the place of secret and quiet time prayer, because that's where you learn to interact with God, just having a God consciousness, okay? So that's point number one. Now, I just want to, when it comes to tips on how practically do we pray, um, I just want to go to two passages in particular. They're both in the Gospels. They're both by Jesus. And so, um, you know, in the question, it, the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, and this is what he tells them. He gives them um, the Lord's Prayer, right? And I think the Lord's Prayer is a fantastic template for practically how should we pray. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you just repeat the Lord's Prayer, you know, mindlessly or something like that, but it, it's a template, right? So it provides the pattern for how we are to pray. So it starts with, Our Father who art in heaven, you know, hallowed be your name. So it starts with praise. That's actually really important. Um, one of the things I'm constantly trying to do is helping our students get their minds off of themselves, right? Get your mind off of yourself. Get your mind on God. It's natural for all of us when we come to God to think about our failures our weaknesses, our you know um, mistakes, our sins, and to be so condemned that we can't pray with any faith. Okay, the way you overcome that is by focusing on God, who God is, His faithfulness, His unfailing love. Right, the blood of Jesus, which which gives us grace. We can we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. Right, so start off with praise. Just thank Him for everything that um, He's done. Just thank Him for who He is. Just fixate on even what might seem like small blessings in your life. So start off with praise. Okay, now the second thing is your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus starts off the prayer by focusing on, on God's desires. And that's, it's easy for us just to go right to this is what I want, this is my needs. Um, but I want to encourage you, try and start your prayer with praying for God's desires and God's needs. This is taking the posture of a servant, and what it does is you cultivate a desire and a heart for the things of the kingdom. And and this is this is so important, right? Because without that, then what happens is your um, relationship with God becomes very personal and very small-minded, but you never learn to get into God's world. What are the things that God cares about, right? What's his heart after? And, and, and that is so healthy to 
creating a walk with God that's about the kingdom, not necessarily about me. And there's really all the power in the walk, all the faith in the walk comes from having a kingdom paradigm. So I want to encourage you, pray for the things of God's heart. Pray for, you know, the city, pray for the nation, pray for the, the that God would, would send forth laborers into the harvest field of nations, right? Pray for these things because they do. They expand your um, scope. They expand your faith, and that's what you need to pray effectively. You need faith. Faith is the key, right? And so I want to make a note here. Um, I, I I really try and help people pray with faith rather than fear. Okay, faith is more powerful than fear. When Jesus prayed, he said, Father, I thank you that you always hear my prayers. That should always be our mentality when we pray. Not like a, it, every prayer should not be like desperation. God, please hear me. I, and, and really what, what is being communicated is, in my heart, I'm afraid you're not going to do what I'm asking, right? In, in my heart, I'm afraid that you're not going to answer my prayer. No, no, no. Come with the opposite mentality. God, I'm so confident that you're going to answer my prayer. I'm so confident that you hear my prayers. I'm so confident that you love me, right? Even when you don't feel confident, Learn to declare those things, right? For, like, learn to shift your heart through declaration, okay? That's that's really important, learning to declare the truth, okay? Now, the, the, the third part is, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, right? So, it's okay after we've prayed for the Lord's needs, then yeah, absolutely pray for your needs, right? The things that you want, right? The desires that you have and bring him honest desires, right? The honest, um, the honest needs of your heart. Don't... Um, don't compartmentalize your life in such a way that you have dreams and desires that you feel like are totally illegitimate. God took me through a season of my life where he wanted me to talk to him about video games. And that was something I'd never really talked to God about before because it just seemed like that was the part that he doesn't want, right? That's the part that he doesn't like about me. Um, but the truth is that when you love somebody, right, you care about the things that they care about because they care about them. Right, and the truth is that every good and perfect gift comes from God. So, guess what? God wanted to talk to me about about video games because He had the the real answer for me. He had the real thing that my heart was longing for. I knew that video games were fake, right? I knew that it wasn't real, but it was a close enough approximation of something that I was really longing for, but God knew what the real thing was that I was longing for. And that's true for everything. Like if you, you know, say you just, you really want a nice car or you really want, you know, a girlfriend or whatever it might be, it's okay to talk to God about those things. And be like, God, this is my heart. This is what I want. Just stay in a surrendered place right? Not my will, but your will be done. That's saying, I trust you, God, right? I want a nice car, but Lord, I trust you, right? Here's my heart. Here's why I want them. Learn to dialogue with God, um, and that, because that's an important aspect of developing intimacy with him, okay? And then um, lastly, right, and Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, right? This idea of it's absolutely appropriate. That's the place now for repentance and for forgiveness, right? We're checking our hearts. We're asking the Holy Spirit, search my heart and see if there's any place where I've sinned against you. See if there's any place where I'm holding unforgiveness against somebody else. And that's really important because unforgiveness and unrepentant sin, they're like spiritual barriers in our lives. They're like blockages so that the blessing of God can't come through. So you want to clear those blockages, right? Make sure there's no area of unrepentant sin. There's no area of unforgiveness, especially. That one really will. It will, it will cause a block blockage of spiritual blessing in your life if you're holding on to areas of unforgiveness. So even if, you know, even if you can't totally forgive from your heart because it's a really deep wound, make sure that you're choosing to forgive with your will. God, I'm choosing to forgive this person who has sinned against me. Lord, give me grace to forgive them completely with all my heart, right? And that's that's the basic 
principle of the Lord's Prayer. If you hit all of those things, man, that'll be a really healthy, um, well-rounded prayer life, okay? Now, the second passage I want to bring up um, is this idea of praying relentlessly, because that's part of Jesus' teaching, too. When you pray, pray like the guy who, you know, gets a visitor at night, and he has to go to his neighbor's house and get bread from his neighbor. And the point is, I really need this, right? So you're going with a sense of persistence and relentlessness, and that's important, right? I, I always tell people, you should have prayer requests for seasons, seasonal prayer requests. These are things that I'm really seeking over the course of months for breakthrough in, and I want this. I'm going to knock on God's door every single prayer meeting because that's how serious I am about getting this, right? I encourage you, if there's, just write down a list of, don't make it like 10 things, make it like two things, right? Two things that you really want from God in this season, and bring them up every time you pray, right? Bring them up. God, I want this. God, I'm asking for this. Knock on that door because Jesus, that's how Jesus told us to ask, right? He told us to pray with that kind of persistence and relentlessness. And so I, I, I encourage you do the same thing, right? Take seasonal prayer requests before the Lord and hammer the doors of heaven, right? Hammer them. Again, it's not because we're afraid that God isn't going to give them to us. The problem is our hearts lose focus and vision for these things, that's the danger. We ask once, right, and then we give up, right? No, no, no. The The principle is the bigger the prayer request, the more prayer that's required to receive the blessing, okay? So if you have big prayer requests, it's going to take, right, it's going to take focused and persistent prayer over the course of seasons to realize the blessing, okay? So those are the two principles that I would point out for prayer. Awesome. That's great. Um, what's interesting is I think naturally people— when they come to that place of prayer, naturally their first reaction is, let me repent first. But the Lord's Prayer actually puts it at the end of all these things. Um, you know, do you have any insight on that that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the reason why it's at the end is this. The, the enemy is called the accuser of the brethren. Okay, so you have to understand a lot of the the shame and the guilt that we feel is really not from the Lord. It's really not from the Lord. Meaning, the enemy is always trying to convict us, and I am I'm doing air quotes that you can't see. Okay, but it's a fake conviction. It's a it's a counterfeit conviction that's really designed to make us feel unloved by God. Like God can't love me because of all of these failures and sins and weaknesses that I have. Right. That's why Scripture says right that we can enter His we can we can approach the throne of grace with confidence, right? Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. We don't come because we've been faithful or because we've been so good, right? We come because Jesus paid the price for us, because we belong to him. That's why we come. And when we're in the presence of the Lord for a while, then what happens is our hearts are reminded of his goodness. Our hearts are reminded of his love. And then we can we can have a much better idea of what the Lord would like to convict us about. Okay, so for example, for me, I remember um, there was a season where I was really feeling so um, condemned over all the lust struggles that I had. And I remember one day the Lord just really spoke to me and he said, Dennis, I want you to stop feeling so condemned over the lust stuff. And I need to clarify here, because what I would do is I would beat myself up like crazy in prayer. I'd repent, like, and I would, I'd make these promises, God, I'm never going to do this again. This is never going to happen again this time, you know, all this kind of stuff. But the truth was that I didn't have the ability to keep those promises. And so I felt so ashamed every single time. And what the Lord told me is, Dennis, stop repenting for like 10 minutes every time you fall into lust. Repent for 10 seconds, okay? And then just focus on me. And the reality is because he had something else that he wanted me to repent of. 
right? It had to do with my family. It was something I wasn't even thinking of because I was so focused on all of my lust weaknesses that really it was the enemy pointing me to those things constantly, saying God can't, can't approve of you, God can't bless you because of these weaknesses that you have, when in fact, God was trying to draw my heart and my attention to other things that he wanted to do in my life, but I was so gripped by shame, I couldn't get my mind on those things. Does that make sense? That's why it's important to, to have a confidence in God's love and in the blood of Jesus. That's the basis, right, of our acceptability before God. And that's why he can be proud of us and love us just as we are. And from that place of confidence and love, that's where he can actually direct us to the stuff that he wants to convict us of. Because the truth is that, you know, newsflash, you have hundreds of areas of weakness in your life, right? You have so much unrepentant sin you don't even, that you don't even know about, right? But you can't, you can't see that, right, when you're so fixated on how the enemy has been accusing you, right, in, in your heart. So do, don't do repentance first is my point, okay? I'm not saying don't repent. I'm just saying, right, focus first on praise and getting in the presence. And then, yeah, at the end, then allow the Lord to guide you and say, Lord, what sins do you want me to repent of, right? And at that place, then you can repent from a place of confidence in his love. Cool. I think that's a really good insight and uh, just kind of goes to show that um, the way of the spirit sometimes, many times, is contrary to the way of the flesh. And so um, I hope that this podcast will be beneficial to a lot of you guys out there um, because it kind of does go directly against uh, quote unquote conventional knowledge of how to pray. Um, But this is biblical. And so, yeah, if you if you guys have more questions that you want to ask Pastor Dennis, please send it to burningtreetkc at gmail.com. We love your questions. We love it when they're specific um, and perhaps even a little personal because then we're able to speak more deeply into these matters. Um, I'm your host, Nick King, and we'll see you next time.